welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. Thanks for listening. So anytime I get in a weird state of mind, uh, you know, where I'm just not as up and energetic as I really feel like I should be. Some things, uh, one or one thing that snaps me out of it, believe it or not, is Bible study, word study. That seems to kind of work it for me. That sounds kind of crazy, but, it, but it's true. Yeah, I ought to try it sometime. So, there's one word, and... It comes up, and whether you're talking to somebody who's has faith or doesn't have faith, everyone seems to react to this one word really, really negatively. That word is religion. Religion. You mention religion to an agnostic, and man, they're just, oh, religion, religion. You know, crazy m- morons. And, um, but you mention it to, to people of faith, and they're like, especially Protestants, they're like, religion, oh, I'm not into religion. No, no, religion's not for me. I mean, religion is. And, and here's the stereotypic. Uh, uh, definition that uh, I heard for years and years and years is that religion is man's attempt, man being the generic term, man's attempt to get to God. Which basically means it's all negative, it's all faith based, or, or excuse me, works based. You know, you're earning it, you're doing it. That's religion, religion. Um, and uh, I've heard it uh, kind of uh, separated from faith. They say, "Well, faith is trying is having relationship with God through Jesus. Religion is trying to get to God." So the interesting thing is, is the word is actually translated into the New Testament. Now, if you do a word search, and bear with me, it's going to get a little tricky because we're going to do a little bit of uh, digging. Uh, And I'm going to mention a few people. And as always, please realize that if I mention somebody, they're not paying me. They don't know who I am. I'm using some of their information because I think it's good stuff. Um, and if I don't think it's good stuff, I will mention that too. But people, you know, the information today I think is uh, pretty good. So here's the thing. If you do word search for the word religion in the Bible, what you're going to come up with is, uh, well, at least in the King James Version, is uh, pretty much about five verses. Uh, why is that? Because, and I'll, I'll 
be honest. Um, the the term itself doesn't always apply, at least in my brain, to to Judaism, and not always to Christian. In fact, not to Christianity either. And the reason behind that is because it is a relationship, it, and it's like it's always been mentioned that it is. Hey, it's a relationship. Um, whereas, unfortunately, religion is like, oh, this is a, this is a whole set of rules, so to appease the god Zeus, you must do blah, 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 that kind of thing. But anyway, in these five verses, um, we're going to look at them real quick, because there's only five. One is uh, basically Acts uh, 26.5, and this is Paul explaining hey this is my background and he says that uh, you know which knew me from the beginning if they would testify that after the most strictest sect of our religion I lived a Pharisee that particular word that he's using is Threskia. Okay, it's Threskia in the Greek. Now, why do I say that? Well, Threskia comes from a basic word, Threskos, and Threskos means, according to Thayer, fearing or worshiping God, but it also secondary meaning to tremble, to fear. Okay. Now, uh, the interesting thing is, again, this is a Greek word, the Greek word, threskos, or threskia, that the translators are translating the word religion. All right. So they're saying, okay, well, this is the closest thing I can find in English that matches that. All right. So you've got to understand that these are translators making decision on a Greek word. Now, uh, so that's Acts 26.5. Now, in Galatians, again, you got Paul talking. Galatians 1.13 says, For you, ye have heard of my conversation, which is way of living, in the past, in the Jews' religion, that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Now, it says Jews' religion. In the original Greek, the the, the uh, possessive word Jews is not in there. Basically, that word itself is uh, I, "idesmos," "iudesmos," which is Judaism. All right, that's the Greek word for Judaism. Now, so really, he's just saying, "Hey, uh, in the past." In the in in Judaism, I was really beyond measure, and I persecuted the Church of God. He didn't he didn't understand. Okay, then of course he says something similar in the next verse in Galatians one fourteen, and profited in the it says Jews religion, but again it really just says Judaism above my equals in my own nation, being more extremely zealous in the traditions of my father. Of my fathers, okay. 
Now, so that's Galatians. Now, Galatians, he's trying to pin down the fact that, look, he is a Jewish, Jewish, Jewish Jew. I mean, he's like, you don't get any more Jewish than me. That's, he's trying to tell the Galatians that. Now, why is he making this point to Galatians? Because the problem they were having in Galatia was that there were some Jews, some fellow Jews from maybe Jerusalem, but definitely uh, from a sect of... uh, the circumcision party is what he said, but the thing is, is they were insisting that, hey, these guys have to be Jews before they can be Christians, all right? And the Galatians were, like, getting all into that. And so Paul's saying, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not how that's working. So, now, let's go to James. James uh, chapter 1, 26 and 27. Again, uh, let me read through these, and it says, If any man among you seem to be religious, and this particular word is threskos, which is uh, kind of an adjective, demonstrative kind of thing, and bridle not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion, his threskia, is vain. Pure freskia and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted by the world. So, there's that word again. Now, why did this word religion get put in there? Why Why was that chosen? Now, I'm not a translator. I don't have a degree in Greek and Hebrew. But I can ask questions, just like anyone can ask questions. Uh, so, it works this way. Again, the word, or the root word is threskia, which Thayer's definition is religious worship, all right? Comes from the word threskos, which means fearing or worshiping God. Now, in that, there's nothing that implies a set of rules, okay? But nevertheless, when you hear the word religion, immediately most people are thinking, wow, there's like a million don'ts and maybe a few do's, and and basically it's just the buzzkill. Why did they do that? Why why did they they pick that, that word for that? Now, interesting insight uh, from a researcher named Skip Moen and he's got his own website and uh, he does word studies okay and I think uh, he has some really good things to say again he don't know who I am he's not paying me money or any of this other stuff but the thing is is uh, I think he's got some really good observations 
Now, um, he mentions in his November 27, 2013 article, he has a section that's called <laughs> Etymologically Impossible. I love that. Anyway, um, where he actually quotes uh, Wikipedia a bit, where uh, religion is an old French word. Uh, religious, uh, religion, which means religious community, from the Latin, which is religion, religionium. Wow. And the nominative is religio. Respect for what is sacred. Reverence for the gods. Now, I'm going to read a little more from this particular section. It's obligation, the bond between man and the gods, derived from the Latin religio, the ultimate origins of what of which are obscure. Now, yeah, that's the killer. They don't know where this word came from. I mean, not really. In fact, if you get into um, the... Uh, Esword, and you look up Adam Clark's thought process on James 126, uh, he basically says that both these words, which were translated religious and religion, and the words being uh, threskos and, uh, and threskia, okay, he says have very uncertain etymology. What does that mean? That means they don't know where they came from. <laughs> they don't know where that actually came from. But nevertheless, it's being applied here. Now, where am I going with this? Why does that matter? Why does that affect the price of rice in China? Is that going to make it rain in Africa? No, but but here but here's what I'm getting at. Watch your translations. Some do word studies. Look into stuff because it's very important where you know. For example, um, these these guys added the word Jews religion. Okay, to to make it really specific when it's Judaism. Yeah, that's Jewish religion. I get it, but. But they use the word religion on that. Now, something else in, in uh, Mr. Mullen's article I thought was pretty interesting is that he quotes a guy by the name of James, uh, John Gager who points out that the word religion did not exist before the Christian era. And he said this idea is worth investigating. Which basically means if you would have said, oh, that's religion, to James he would have said, what? What? I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, in some cases, I think that certain words are, are chosen because it pushes that dynamic between Judaism and everything else. Because when you think about, you know, if you put the word faith there, all right, this, this for a second, we'll pull this out 
and we'll say uh, we'll we'll use the word faith. Let me let me change to a modern version real quick, so I so we can look at this. Okay, so instead of using the word religion, I'm going to read these again, and I'm going to put the word faith in, and I want you to hear the difference. This is Acts twenty five nineteen. It says. Rather, they had certain points of dispute with him about their own faith and about a certain Jesus who was dead, but to who Paul asserted to be alive. Okay, Acts 26.5 They had known for a long time that if they were willing to testify that according to the strictest party of our faith, I have lived a Pharisee. Okay. Um... And let's look at the James thought process. If anyone thinks he's re- he is faithful, says religious, if anyone thinks he has faith and does not bridle his tongue but, de- but deceives his heart, that person's faith is worthless. Do you see how that sounds different? The reason that sounds different, and, 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 and again, is because... That word, unfortunately, has really, uh, you know, it didn't exist then. But when you choose, now it's got a bad connotation. I mean, and to be honest, they really don't know where the word came from, per se. But the thing is, is if you use the word faith, you see how that's different, just a little bit, because it doesn't make it sound necessarily, you know, necessarily as as horrifying as the word religion. Now, why does you know why does that matter? Well, because James never used the word religion. I mean, I happen to believe what Skip's got written down concerning uh, concerning uh, Mr. Gage when he, or Gager, excuse me, John Gager when he says, hey, this didn't exist before the Christian era well, if that's true then that would not have been something that, uh, that James would have thought of he would have thought of it basically in this fashion he would have looked at it and he's and he's saying, look, if you're saying you have a relationship with a living God, and you are not keeping track of your your tongue and what you're doing, then your faith is kind of worthless because you're deceiving yourself. Because again, it's more of a relationship. It is a relationship. Judaism was a relationship. Christianity is a relationship. And I think uh, a lot of times, <laughs> especially in Protestant versions of, of the Bible, the uh, Judaism gets beaten up quite a bit, which uh, 
but since Jesus was a Jew, it makes a little or no sense to me. Now, instead of, what I'm going to suggest is this. If the word religion just kind of run, kind of just sticks sideways in your in your craw, I mean, goes in your throat like like a a four pound pill, all right. Um, use the word faith when you're thinking of James, and when that when the word religion pops up. And. By the way, in Acts 26.5, when uh, Paul is talking about his background, he's not trying to be negative about being a Pharisee, necessarily. What he's trying to do is let people know that, look, I was as Jew as you could get and came to a knowledge that hey Jesus Yeshua was the Messiah he is the Messiah and it's when he started that relationship that his life totally changed he did not throw the Pharisees under the bus. Um, it would, although a lot of people would argue that, that he did. And that's, right now, that's just the huge, you know, back and forth on Paul. Was was he was he somebody that just, just chunked his Judaism? You know, just got rid of it? And then, you know, started something totally new? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Believe me, I used to think that. But I don't think that anymore. So, um, when you look at the word religion, and then people say, well, religion's in the Bible. Well, just say it. It's right there. It's in the Bible. I, I mean, I can just, it's just right there. That's the Bible. is all full of religion. you got to think about this. Uh, substitute the word faith and realize that it's a relationship. It's a relationship. So, hopefully, didn't go too far afield. Uh, I would encourage you, anytime you see, especially words that don't show up in the Bible very often, um, in verses that are kind of unique in the Bible, do some studying on your own. And look into this stuff. To me, it's awesome. I love the Greek. I love the Hebrew. Um, a lot of times, uh, when you see things, and you realize that, man, maybe the translators were leaning in this direction because they had feelings in a certain way. Because even in inerrancy, people will say, oh, the original uh, manuscripts are without error. I don't have a problem believing that. Uh, the issue is that I got is when people start saying, oh, no, this, this translation's without error. Mm, no. <laughs> no. 
don't think so. Now, I think it's good to have several translations, and I think it's really good to study the Hebrew and the Greek and the original languages. Because that way, you get to see so much more. You really do. You get to see so much more. Anyway, with that thought, I want to encourage you to stick with the Bible study and to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your